Hello, and welcome to Driftwood Christianity, the podcast that carves out the faith hiding in the driftwood of life and sends it on to you. I'm Andrew Smith. This podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Kwandamooka and Yagara peoples. And before I go further, just a correction to last episode. I usually change the recording effects when I'm quoting someone so that you know it's a quote. Last episode, I should have applied the effect to Will Gaffney's quote for just one sentence more. She probably doesn't listen to the show, but I wanted you to know that they're her words. On with today's show. Today's Driftwood is The Bad Guys. And a big warning, this show has spoilers for the movies that I'm going to talk about. They've been out for a couple of years, so I'm probably not going to apologise too much for that. Now, I like the Marvel movies that have been out over the last decade or so, even the bad ones. I have such a low bar when it comes to enjoying movies, so don't take any of this as a recommendation. I'm going to start with Black Panther. It was a fun kind of Afrofuturism, like this main character, T'Challa, he's next in line for the throne, and he has the right to access the superpowers of the Wakandan people. He uses it to defend his people, his nation, his way of life. And in the movie, he has to confront a bad guy, codenamed Killmonger. Now, Killmonger, as it turns out, is a relative who wants to claim the title of King of Wakanda and to access the Black Panther superpowers. These two characters have opposing politics, and they want the Panther powers to be able to enact their own politics. T'Challa wants to keep his country isolated from the world because he doesn't trust those other countries. All those folks are colonizers and thieves. Killmonger, on the other hand, he wants to use the Wakandan technology to arm oppressed Africans and peoples all over the world so that they can overthrow their oppressors. It's pretty clear from the way the movie's laid out that Killmonger is supposed to be the bad guy of the movie. He's portrayed almost as a casual killer. He's kind of proud of how many people he's killed. Happy to do anything to achieve his political goal. He'll depose or kill family if that's what it takes really made clear he's the bad guy. Let me flip to another blockbuster, slightly older, Star Wars. In that original movie, we meet Luke Skywalker very early in the movie. We learn that he's a young guy and he wants to join the pilot academy because he likes flying. Never mind that it's run by the evil empire of the movie. But within a few short movie minutes, Luke is persuaded to join a rebellion against the empire. He finds a group of armed rebels, rescues one of them from imprisonment, and then signs up as a pilot to destroy the big battle station, the Death Star. Luke casually killed dozens of people along the way, and then unleashes the critical shot that destroys a massive space station. Nerds, much love to you all, have calculated that there could have been between one and two million people on the Death Star when it was destroyed. Thank you, nerds. You're my people. So the space station explodes and our rebels are happy. Everybody cheers and there's a big medal ceremony. The oppressive empire has taken a hit. The guy dressed in black who was allowed to use the empire's superpowers was unable to stop the challenger. So these two stories, Black Panther and Star Wars, they look at these political conflicts from very different, in fact, opposing sides. In Black Panther, we're guided to have sympathy for the character who's on the side of government and none for the character who wants to arm the rebellion. But in Star Wars, it's the opposite. How we tell the story matters. 
and how we read the story matters. Biblical stories are not immune to this. Let's just look at one of Jesus' parables, often called the prodigal son or the lost son. In the first part, one son demands his inheritance from dad, wastes it all and ends up feeding pigs in a faraway, drought-stricken country. In the second part, the son goes back to dad and hopes for the scraps, but the dad welcomes him with open arms as a son. And then in part three, the other son gets jealous of the party being thrown and argues with his dad about unfair treatment. Where did you sympathise in that story? Where did you see yourself? So often I hear this story when it stops at the end of part two. That is, the father has a party when the repentant son comes home. And you're the son who returned, and God is the father. But of course, you aren't the other son. I'm sure you've never said anything like this. But Dad, I do all the right things all the time. Where's my party? I'm sure you've never felt a little envy at the good things given to others, right? Maybe, right? When we hear stories like this parable, there's a, often a common interpretation. People place themselves into the story where they want to. But parables are fluid, perhaps a little slippery. Could you be the older son? Is this parable to warn you about your attitude? Or maybe this is a parable that challenges you to be like the father. In Luke, this parable never says that the father is God. Could you be the one that hosts the feast to welcome back the person who's lost everything? And scriptures are full of stories that we use as metaphor, allegory and more. Preachers have encouraged us to be like some characters in the stories, whether it's Joshua, David, Abraham, Esther or whomever. In one way, that makes a lot of sense to hold folks up as examples. Many of the people to whom these stories were told were oppressed in one way or another. In Jesus' time, the land was occupied by Roman colonizers, and that's an important part of reading those gospel stories. That can bring hope to the oppressed that God wants to rescue them. But it's not the only part. These stories also warn us about being oppressors. Imagine a time when oppressed people rise up. Then one of them becomes the new king of free lands and everyone's happy. Then what if this king sees a beautiful woman and desires her, so he sends his soldiers to force her to come to his palace so he can use her sexually? Yes, King David the Rapist. Where do you see yourself in that story? King? Soldiers? The woman? The other servants in the palace? Or perhaps let's look at the story of the Exodus from Egypt. Do you see yourself as Moses standing up to power? Aaron helping somebody? Do you see yourself as the Israelite people who need to flee from being enslaved? Or do you self perhaps see yourself perhaps as Pharaoh? Are you in a position of power and using that power against others? When we read or hear those stories, we need to think about all the different places and people we could be in that story. One day we could be one character, and later we're another. Imagine being the son who wasted the inheritance and then was welcomed back, only to turn into the other son years later. It's so easy to put ourselves in the victim position of a story, even when we aren't the victim. It's so easy to think 
that someone else is the bad guy. Someone else needs to repent. Someone else is blocking God's ways from being lived on earth. It's someone else. Why isn't God setting me free from the inconveniences of living in luxury and power over others? Sometimes we're the bad guys in the story, and the story is aimed at us. David learned this the hard way. After his crimes against Bathsheba and her husband, the prophet Nathan comes to tell David a little story about a bad guy who owned huge flocks and yet stole from his neighbour the only sheep that his neighbour owned. David was outraged. He was on the side of the victim and pronounced judgment on the thief. He didn't even recognise that he was the thief in Nathan's story. Who are you in the story? In your story, who are you? In someone else's story, who are you? Maybe you're the good guy or the bad guy in their story. Or maybe you can become the conduit of God's justice in the world to become the hero that they need. No references or notes today. Just a reminder to rate the show, review it, share it, like it. Best of all, give us a comment on it because this show is now Driftwood for you. What will you carve out of it? <laughs>